The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report with Dom and without Charles. We've upgraded today. We have Sammy Shah with us once again. Hello, Sammy. Hello, I'm, I'm Melbourne's Charles. I'm I'm the Pakistani version of Charles, the knockoff Charles. Yeah. You are so much more <laughs> than, than, than the Melbourne version of Charles, but we'll take it for the purposes of this podcast. How have you been, sir? What's been happening? Oh, so much. Absolutely so much. I uh, I don't know the last time I was on. Did I tell you that I'd had a baby? But had I had the baby then? Probably not, right? I'm aware that you've had a baby because, of course, I stalk you on socials relentlessly. Yes, yes, yes. Um, um, yes, yes so, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, I've had a baby. Um, I now have two daughters. One's 14 years old and one is four months old. And, um, you know, there's. it turns out uh, at the ripe old age of 45 is a great time to have a kid if you want to develop lower back pain um, <laughs> it, it is it's I was missing that aspect of my life and you know just chronic pain and now I've got that introduced into my diet as well yeah funny thing I too <laughs> yeah uh, had a baby at the age of 45 funny thing completing my set of, of two daughters right doing doing my bit to try fight and the patriarchy that's what I say atone yeah. for a life spent <laughs> largely working with annoying men well I, I, and the way yeah. I, yeah the way I argue it I'm like uh, who could be more feminist than me I mean there's some women who are like out there fighting for the breaking the glass ceiling, I'm mm. out here making women. So clearly, I am I am the, I am the most feminist of them all. <laughs> we'll uh, qualify that and possibly uh, cancel Sammy after this. Of course, yeah. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I know you're a shining beacon of male feminism, uh, male feminism, and I applaud you for that. But Thank the lower you. back pain, no, it's absolutely real. Um it's it's a lot. Our child has just started uh, screaming throughout regularly throughout the night, and the problem is I can't argue with her. I mean, it's not an unreasonable response to the world right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. To just yeah. wake up every twenty minutes and just scream for a bit and then go back to sleep. I think it's teething, but it mm. may be existential angst, and I don't know which is harder to solve. Yeah, we're, we're, we for us the the uh, you know the debate is either it's either the fact that we're um, you know trying to switch her from uh, breast milk to bottle milk that's causing the oh, screaming, yes. or it's because she's seen some of Alan Joyce's recent press conferences justifying why Qantas should keep the billions of dollars in um, you know job seeker money that we gave them, and that's causing mm. her to have rage. Uh, so, but, but it, both it's amazing, it. isn't it amazing how the billions of profits that they made tally up almost perfectly? With with JobKeeper, mm-hmm. um, but the good thing is, Sammy, there's no need to worry about um, any impropriety. It's not as though um, the Prime Minister's son got a chairman's lounge but Oh no, he did. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I do like yeah, the fact not... that we're at that point now because you, later you and myself and Charles, we've been waiting for the 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 luster, the shine to come off the the Labour government, and for yeah. everyone to go. Oh wait, they're also corrupt incompetents who also just do everything to benefit each other, and um and now we're entering that phase of the Labour government. And it's fun. It's fun to be like, oh thank God, I was I was sick of all the happy happy joy joy optimism that that idiots had there for a while. Well, Charles and I. 
um, and particularly Charles, having grown up very much in the Labor Party with several family members who are actually Labor Party politicians, mm. he knows all too well that the sheen is never really there. Yes. Um, we called it, I think, on day one of the Albanese government on this podcast that uh, <laughs> the disappointment would be inevitable. Look, at the same time as this is all going on, I'm still seeing headlines coming up like, you know, big plan to deal with gig workers and give them better rights and so on. So there are things going on that, that count as change. But anyone who thought it would be just sort of greatest hits, wins for everybody, uh, without any worries about, you know, immediate members yeah. of the Prime Minister getting free shit from Qantas, <laughs> politics as usual reasserts itself, I, I guess. So I do have one thing that I've had a very interesting experience recently. All right. So one yeah. of my friends from Pakistan is migrating to Australia. Now, oh, um, okay. I, 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 this is a guy in his uh, 40s like me. So in Pakistan, mm. things have gotten so bad that we've always had what's called the brain drain. It's something that you study in yes. economics where, you know, the, the young and the viable and the and the intelligentsia of a country leaves the country because things are bad in that country. And The Sammies. We get the Sammies. Yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, and, and they come and in. And we're very lucky to have well, them. Thank you very much. You might be the only one who's saying that, but, you know, let's let's go with that. And, and so, you know, Pakistan's brain drain is so extreme now. There's no longer even the young it's people in their 40s it's people in their 50s even it's anyone who can get out is getting the f out now his choices were canada Uh, america Mm. is obviously not an option because you don't want to go from one third world country to another third world country it doesn't make sense (laughs) i think i think the the other way would make sense yeah yeah yeah, absolutely um uh, and there's actually something connected to that over there i want to get into a bit a bit as well we'll talk about jailing leaders um in a little while because that's uh, (laughs) that's definitely worth a consideration that is happening in both america and pakistan so we've got um america that wasn't an option but uh, canada was one option, and then Australia sure. is the other. And he rejected Canada because everyone we know who migrated to Canada is fucking miserable. Well, look, Sammy, I, I can jump in on this because my wife um, grew up in, mm, in Canada. She was right. born in Canada. She left with her family at the age of nine mm-hmm. and hasn't been back as yet. And I think she had a lovely childhood. But once I, I'm, I'm putting words into her mouth, but I'm, I'm imagining that once she realised that there were other parts of the world and that nearly all of them were much less cold. Yes. I mean, a, a country can be as nice as it wants to be, but the concept that the entire country is colder than New York City every single year, you know, yeah. it, it's just miserable. It's just, why would you, unless you, you're some sort of abominable snowman, you would not want to live in those conditions. It's just miserable. Yeah, and they all have seasonal affective disorder and they're all they and they're all wearing duck feather hoodies or whatever the hell they have to do to like survive. Mm. And so he was like, no. And then he came to Australia recently. And he just came to kind of yeah. check things out and scope it out. And he spent a week in Sydney and um, and then a few days in Melbourne. And it was interesting for me to see Australia through the eyes of someone new. Because oh, good. Less, less jaded than yeah, yourself. Less, so, less, less repeatedly disappointed. So that's to say, perhaps. I've been here long enough now that I whinge as a true Australian does, right? Like it oh, is, well, a, yeah, is a long-held Australian tradition is to whinge. And I whinge sure. with the best of them. But he was here and he was going, you know, he was watching the news. And he's like, it's so funny. There was a news story about someone killing someone else. Because one person yes. killed another person. O- on and, a granular level of one-on-one. And that's he's unthinkable, like, right? Yeah, and he's like, that's so crazy that that may the news like someone getting mm. murdered in Pakistan is not the news because that's happening so much that you unless there's like many people getting murdered who the hell gives a shit and what, what if there was a day with no murders would that would that make the news uh, as, a, as a like end of 
end of bulletin good news story. By yeah, the way, I, everyone. No, no, because everyone's already dead. That's the only way that's happening, right? <laughs> oh, it it God, is the okay. end of the world. But, but you know, the, the, the idea that... And because, and like, you know, we complain about... All, he's like, look at the roads, they're clean. Look at the traffic, yeah. it's good. And also, he's talking about all of these things, about how amazing Australia is. Meanwhile, my brother's visiting. And my brother lives in Los Angeles. Oh, now, right. I have a, an idea of vision in my head of LA being something like, you know, like you see in, in like in, um, what's that uh, show called? Um, Entourage, you know. Entourage, where yeah. Yeah, where all celebrities driving around in cool cars. Everyone's got lots mm. of Botox and, and plastic in their tits. And that's kind of how everyone lives their lives. Um, he makes it sound like Gotham City without oh, the really? Batman. Um, it is just fentanyl everywhere. There's just zombies roaming the streets. There's homeless people have taken over the entire, and I think they call unhomed or something now. Taking of the entire yeah. footpaths and uh, the, you know it, 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 it's really not a safe place he's he was walking around at night over here and he's like you can't walk around at night in LA like it's just not an option anymore well you can't transport. walk at all I, I think isn't walking banned by city ordinance yeah Everything yeah probably in a car. exactly and and then the, the, the public transports are completely horrifically unsafe and mm. and then every part of America is just in a fentanyl crisis and and you know the red versus blue states and blah and he was going oh my god Australia is amazing it's incredible it's wonderful it's so peaceful it's so safe it's so clean and then I was, and I had that moment where I was like what the fuck am I complaining about all the time like yeah Alan Joyce stole a lot of money for Qantas and yes most of our political class are absolute intellectual midgets with the with the IQ of a of a dot and, and don't really have any worthwhile thing contributions to society or culture but things are working fine we should probably just be grateful sometimes that's that's not a, a bad point. Well, I mean, the thing about Entourage, Sammy, and I, I did enjoy that show. <laughs> and I've had a couple of brief experiences in my life uh, of being in LA mm-hmm. and staying in kind of West Hollywood and going to the Shadow Marmont and all the places where celebrities hang out. And, and it is fantastic. It is like Entourage. But the reality is they all live, like the reason why Vincent Chase in that, in that to show lives in the Hollywood Hills is because you literally look down on the rest of the oh. city, right? Like, you're not seeing the rest of it at all. At one point, we went into the, the kind of CBD area of LA, and yeah, it was fucking confronting. My brother went there to do kind of an art project at a cool hotel, like one of the really cool hotels in LA, this sort of place where you would imagine a celebrity might come in. And he was there for a week doing this amazing artwork out the front, and I thought, oh my God, that's so cool. Wish I'd gone with him. The week after he came back to Australia, someone went into the foyer and just shot the place up and killed four people oh, or something. Oh, shit. just... <laughs> Yeah, he missed it by a couple of days. And that was just like LA, gonna LA, right. basically. So it's true. But what about the UK? I mean, this is a place I spent a lot of years growing up in the UK. And certainly, you know, for the kinds of things we like, are involved with comedy and whatever, it is an amazing mm-hmm. scene there, as shit as the weather is. But that's a hellhole. I mean, well, this is the thing. We can't, Australians cannot look to the UK anymore with a cultural cringe, I don't think. As, mu- as much as some of the well, cultural aspects of the UK are amazing. But yeah. the overall sense that, of being inferior, I just don't buy anymore. So the, uh, the one thing I will argue, and this is not going to go down well, and I appreciate what I'm saying about to say is a real dick thing to say, but I would argue that the UK and US are still culturally, in, by which I mean entertainment, popular culture, oh, yeah. li- literature, theatre, the arts in all of those are still miles and miles above Australia. Um, but we have a national cultural policy, Sammy. Tony Burke said so. No, you're absolutely right. It's And when you think about who's actually genuinely world-class and, you know, would, would be known in the other country, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the cultural cringe is all about us thinking we're shit 
and that only things in Britain matter. That's oh no, the, no, no, that's the thing. I think we've got yeah. to let that one go. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not comparing our our bands to Taylor Swift. No, so my question then is, are we headed that way? Because I mean, I'm sure if you ask the the Liberal Party or, mm. or Conservatives or, or anyone, they'd be like, yeah, any more immigrants and we're going to go that way. Or um, are we safe and insulated and we can just kind of watch their decline from the distance? I hope so. I hope so. Um. Because it's very satisfying. I mean, I must say, I'm British, right? My heritage is British, and I've been accused of being an anti-British racist on this podcast, which I'm I'm not sure is possibly true, but also they started it. Yeah, to be fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> both in terms of the whole stealing the country thing, but also specifically when I lived in London as a child, I was bullied for being Australian. Like, you know, that uh, you can't, there's no right of appeal when you're being beaten up for being Australian, where you can say, "Excuse me, technically speaking, I'm the same race as you." Right. That doesn't. They don't accept that logic. It's um. There's no court of appeal with that one. But yeah, it's it is satisfying to see Britain tying itself up in in sort of hateful knots over and over again. Yeah. But would I rather read the average novel published in Britain versus Australia? Yeah, Quite absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Let's admit like- it. Would I rather watch a a TV show made in Britain than made in Australia. I mean, I think absolutely, right? Yeah, there, there, there is that point where I know we must be making some good TV shows in Australia, but I don't think I'll ever watch them. I've got friends who are making great TV shows in Australia and they're always like, oh my God, my new TV show's out. It's fantastic. And I'm like, that's great. I'm probably not going to watch it. And I would not expect anyone to watch anything I make either, to be very honest. Well, you've got a, you've got a child. This is the thing. My, my media consumption is almost non-existent. You just can't. I yeah. mean, my wife and I, tried. we tried to watch Only Murders in the building which which is exactly the sort of show we would both love yeah we got to episode one and then our children started deciding that um their bedtime was going to be 10 30 p.m yep. and yep. yeah i'm i'm years away from watching a damn thing at this stage so i figured out the life hack for that and this is oh, only please. i tell you only because i've already had uh, like uh, uh, you know 14 years oh of yes raising you're a, a veteran yeah so mm. i've got that weird thing where i you know i've got two only children technically um you know, that's kind of how they're being raised uh, as a yeah. science experiment that I'm doing for, for a psychology university in Canada. But Well um, worth thank it. You. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, the thing that I've discovered is, A, you cannot watch it together. Forget about that. Oh, okay. You and your partner, you and your wife cannot watch anything together. That's watch our dream. It. That's our myth. Okay. That's gone for a few years. Watch mm. it separately. Now, the trick yeah. I have found is I watch TV shows um, with the subtitles on and the volume is irrelevant at that point. And mm. that way, when I'm rocking the baby to sleep or she's screaming or whatever, yeah. it doesn't matter. I can still watch the story. That's good. And I, and I so I've, I've watched most of season two. Oh, that's currently on ongoing of Foundation, um, which is a very good oh, TV the, show. Oh, Asimov. Yeah, that's very it's you, sci-fi. Very good. It's such a good show. Mm. Uh, can highly recommend. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows. I'm caught up on that as well. Um, oh, I love What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. Exactly. So, and I would not have been able to do this if my my wife and I, my partner and I had waited to watch it together. Although, wouldn't wouldn't that lose something without the New Zealand accents? To me, it would. What we you do need... in the shadows? Oh, oh, is it the, is the, it the TV American show. one? Yes, the TV show. Oh, the one I'm, that's I'm set forgetting in, uh, the TV Island. show. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. That's great. No, I I, I saw the, the New Zealand one um, in the presence of, at an event which had um, Jermaine Clement had oh, wow. to go up and talk to him. But it was just so funny. So, the, is the TV version as good as the movie? It really is. 
Adrian, like okay. I would fight he, anyone. He worked on it, right? He wrote it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, so. yeah. I would fight anyone who okay. says it isn't great. Right. Yes. Reese Darby saying we're werewolves, not swearwolves. Yeah, is, is one um, of the highlights of, of cinema, of course. But, in yeah. cinema history. <laughs> okay, so it's a good tip. So watching with the subtitles doesn't quite work for podcasts, but you can have an earpiece in. That's what I found. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can have, have, particularly if you have the sort of AirPod type things, you can have one. One ear, in, yeah. So that at least you look like you're. Having an ear free for the child, yeah, even though you know whatever. Most like, of your attention. What are they going to do? Cry? Oh, what? I haven't heard that before. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. Well, Sammy, we've been accused lately on this podcast of not having anything optimistic to say, and you've you've actually done it. I've I really appreciate a, I love Australia having thing. a positive note. Yeah, and and not only have you just observed that um, other places are even uh, more shit than, than here, but you've got fresh faced people. Yeah. who are coming in and going. You've got it pretty good. I honestly, I think it's one of those things where because you know I'm I'm an immigrant, obviously, and so sure. there is a reason I migrated here in the first place. And and you kind of once you get into the day to day and you see the rental crisis and you see the mm. you know the the uh, what's it called nepotism in the government and you see the way the direction of the voice campaign is going with the no vote you know most likely going to win given the fact that you know. Australians for some reason thought for five seconds that they weren't bigoted towards indigenous people and then remembering oh no actually that's our entire history so why would we ever change now when you see all that stuff you kind of lose hope and you sort of get it down in the doldrums but it is worth every now and then walking outside the door and being like oh air's clean not too much traffic I'm not going to get stabbed by a fentanyl addict there's no suicide bomber going to blow himself up when I go down to this new concert or rally and those are things to be grateful for I know it's a low bar but trust me there for some people those are huge things to aspire towards and in your book I mean you you made a strong case for for living in cities without an ongoing danger of suicide bombers like that I related to that I related to that a lot yeah I could very much imagine um, moving to a country where there were no suicide bombers I mean you did over do it with the rural WA thing. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I went um, too far in the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah, going to where there were no people at all. I mean, there, may, maybe some would argue they could do with a few suicide bombers. They're just for culture, <laughs> just for <laughs> just for a little bit of noise, just for a little oh, bit of excitement, boy. you know. But put uh, the place yeah. on the map. Yeah, wouldn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Also, the, the other thing is, let's be let's be honest. The chances of the of, of said suicide bomber having any collateral damage at all would be very low. I well, mean, where would they find a built-up area? Well, I mean, so do you know there's this, this is a true story. You can look it up. In, um, and by the way, I say this, that might turn out to be uh, apocryphal. But uh, there was the Om Shinrikyo cult, the Japanese yes. cult that released the sarin gas in Tokyo, mm. uh, exploded or tested a nuclear device in rural Western Australia. A nuclear device? A nuclear device that they assembled and exploded in rural Western Australia and we know roughly where in terms of you know within these hundred thousand acres of farmland that they yeah. that they bought but we're actually not sure exactly where to this day because w is just that big and empty <laughs> it is very big and empty although sammy are you telling me that a potential racist panic went unexploited <laughs> 
that's that's, a- that's I find that shocking. That's that is grist for the mill that has gone unmilled. It is very true. That's very true. We need to catch up now. We need to. It's time to give the Japanese a hard time. They've had it too easy pa- for too long. Peter Dutton's warnings about uh, you know migrants in Af- African migrants in Melbourne, which proved to be entirely unfounded. Why wasn't he going on about this thing that you say actually happened? Yeah, it did happen in the 90s or maybe even 80s. I'm not sure anymore. But, you know, it's still something he could bring up, I'm sure. it's not. He's not above... Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I guess it's embarrassing for the then government, right? I mean, if yeah. someone's managed to set off a nuke without anyone realising or stopping it, it's it's a bit of egg in the, you know, yeah. egg on the face. I, I would view that if I were running a, some sort of national security apparatus and someone detonated a nuclear device in Australia, <laughs> I'd be like... Yeah, okay, my bad. That that probably shouldn't have happened. So, yeah, because I read about this years ago. I was researching a TV show idea which involved them doing the nuclear test and then a Japanese demon making its way into Australia. Long story short, if I remember correctly, the only reason we know that it happened is because seismologists registered the telltale signs of a nuclear test. Um, so, yeah, mm. yeah, it's interesting. Which, bear, which of course, um, I mean, if you're monitoring rural WA... Yeah. Anything happening at all, you'd have to investigate, which, like even a footprint. Yeah, which is, I guess, us going back to our original argument of rural WA needs suicide bombers. <laughs> I, I, I suppose is how we got down this road. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm very glad, though, that you retrospectively added some sort of a claim that might have had some sort of basis to it. <laughs> uh, to justify that. Sammy, it's been so nice um, chatting to you. What can we plug besides your excellent News Weekly podcast? Um, well, I mean, there is News Weekly, of course, and it's spelled W-E-A-K-L-Y. It's my 15 minutes a week of the roundup of the headlines. Uh, that podcast, it comes out every Saturday morning. Uh, so you can subscribe to that wherever you get your good podcasts. I've also got The Mist. It's M-I-S-S-E-D, The Mist. I don't know how oh, to yes. say- Well, that's a problem right because i say mist yeah. and people go m-i-s-t is it a pronunciation yeah, issue on of. my end or is no it... no they sound they're the same right it, this should... homophones right I believe. it should be the missed um so that's how i'm going to pronounce it for oh now. if you put it a little e grave the missed yeah that's good yeah the, that's good so listen too late yeah, but yeah i know good idea yeah, thanks um i'm not good at choosing um titles for audio even news weekly requires the spelling to be <laughs> that's true actually yeah <laughs> um, it's just like that's a very straight title oh yeah. that's how you yeah, spell yeah, it yeah. not smart on my part. I see what you did um, there. But yeah, The Missed is available on Audible still. It's my eight episode, uh, true, uh, not true crime, crime noir uh, fiction series that I wrote and produced uh, with a full cast. So that's still yeah, there. very Yes, I remember a very full cast. The problem, I guess, if you say The Missed mm. is that, yes, I, I completely understand how to spell it. I'm, re- I'm remembering kind of Shakespearean pronunciation. Yes. But the problem is I think you're a wanker and wouldn't want to buy your thing. Like, well, I mean, that's... Who that, says The Missed? That's been a career constant with me <laughs> anyway, right? <laughs> that's the thing you got to work out. People not knowing how to how to type it in or, or not wanting to. That's been a that's thing. been a hurdle I've been trying to overcome in my career in every aspect. So I don't, I don't worry about that anymore. Well, the great thing, Sammy, though, is that you have a young child mm-hmm. who will give you years years of uncritical adoration and think you're the best person on the At planet. At least uh, till she's with your fourteen, partner. like my other yeah. daughter, who's now stopped until, doing that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right. Until the inevitable. Um, outright hatred comes to pass. Uh, thank you, Sammy. Thank you for joining us. My it's pleasure. always a pleasure. Our gears from Road. We're part of the Iconoclast Network. Catch you next time. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 